Hello, I'm Elliot Knight, Director of the Alabama State Council on the Arts. Welcome to Alabama Arts Radio. Each week, Council staff will introduce you to exceptional artists and special people who make the arts happen in Alabama. Alabama Arts Radio features the visual, performing, literary, and folk arts that contribute to our state's rich cultural heritage. Join us each Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central to explore the diverse and dynamic arts landscape in Alabama. Hello, I'm Kay Jacoby, the Community Arts Program Manager for the Alabama State Council on the Arts, and I am here in Bessemer, Alabama with Mary Holland and Glennie Brock, who are part of the Holland Project, which was just recently awarded a grant from the State Council on the Arts for a design project for their Holland Project, which is about the Lincoln Theater. So, hello, Glennie and Mary. Hello, Kay. Hello. We're glad to have you all here. Well, first tell me why you even have the Lincoln Theater, which is what it originally was called. Tell me how that came into your possession or your interest. I'm going to say Mary. You say that because you were <laughs> in the car when it happened, I think. Yeah, I was in the room where it happened. Exactly. Actually, my son, Andre Holland, decided in 2017 while he was home visiting that there was a theater that was for sale. Just so happened to be the Lincoln Theater, which was built in 1948, primarily for black audiences in Bessemer, Alabama. He decided to buy the theater and the rest is history. We became owners of a theater, the Lincoln Theater. Then, what piqued his interest about it? You know, he could have bought a gas station. Why do you buy a <laughs> uh, He's actually an actor himself, and the Lincoln Theater happened to be a theater that my husband and I were fortunate enough to see movies there when we were teenagers and over the years, and uh, he was just interested in having a theater to restore for use as a cinema and performing arts center for the community. So there's a little nostalgia in there because it's where his parents used to go on dates. Yes. And loyalty to his hometown of Bessemer because he no longer lives here, right? He's really, when you said he's an actor, his name is Andre Holland and he has really made his mark. He's in Paris right now acting, right? He is. Just briefly, we're not going to dwell on Andre, but quickly tell me a little bit about who he is, what, some of his credits in the acting community. Andre has performed on stage, uh, on Broadway. He's uh, performed in Jitney, several Broadway productions. Most recently, he was Othello at the Globe Theater in London last year, and uh, he was able to perform there. He has several movies that he performed in. Moonlight, which won Best Picture, I believe it was last year. 2017. 2017, okay. He was in Moonlight. He was also in the Jackie Robinson movie, 42, where he played uh, Wendell Smith, the sports writer that chronicled Jackie Robinson's story as he swam his way through baseball. And he also performed in Selma where he was Ambassador Andrew Young uh, in the movie Selma. 
And most recently, he has a Netflix movie, which he did alongside Steven Soderbergh, actually produced it. And it's a high-flying bird uh, basketball movie, yeah. among other things. Yeah. Lots right. of other so things. So he's, he's been on the stage in Academy Award-winning movies, and he's on his way. So remember that name, Andre Holland, as we talk about the, the Holland Project. Yes. Because he is uh, kind of how it got started. But then he left you with it, left it in your hands, because now you have your own little nonprofit. Yes, and he had to take off to Paris, France, where he's currently filming another movie. He left it in our capable hands to restore this beautiful theater to its original glory. So obviously the arts played a huge role here in his life, in, in your life, and you influenced that, and he wants to give back. And we're gonna, we're gonna get to Glennie. That so meeting excited. is really cool too. I'm so excited. <laughs> about she plays a big part in this also. Well, we'll go ahead and talk to Glennie now. I love how you said how you two got together at a TEDx Birmingham. Yes, it was TEDx Birmingham, and we will we will tell that story together. But first, I will tell you my experience of Andre is actually quite interesting because I knew Andre from one of the only credits Mary did not mention, which the show The Nick. That's short for The Knickerbocker, The Nick with a K. What was it? Showtime? Cinemax? I forget. But Cinemax. Anyway, I thought that Andre Holland was remarkable in that show and I loved it. I loved that show because President Obama recommended it to the citizens of America and and I watched it and when I watched it Andre was my favorite and but I did not not favorite enough that I bothered to learn his name in the credits but I you know I was so impressed with him and I talked about his character on that show quite a lot. Sort of part of how I came into this is I work for a nonprofit called Birmingham Landmarks which owns and operates the Alabama Theater and the Lyric Theater, both in downtown Birmingham. I come from a family, my grandparents owned two drive-ins and five single screen cinemas in Walker County, West Jefferson County. Anyway, we, my family, we have always referred to ourselves as movie brats because we sort of grew up running movie theaters, owning movie theaters. My mother did anyway, and now I work for these two historic theaters. I was not necessarily looking for another historic theater in my life. <laughs> and when Mary and I met at TEDx Birmingham, I did not realize, I think at that point, I still did not realize that she was Andre Holland's mother, in part because I had not bothered to learn Andre Holland's name. What? So our initial email, well, we, we can tell the TEDx story, but the, the one part that I wanna skip ahead I thought we had these several emails back and forth in which Mary, like great master of understatement, said something like, oh, my son is an actor. He's, he was in New York, but now he's in LA. And I sort of read this as, oh, this guy's a waiter. Like, this guy has nothing going on. I mean, I was sort of not interested. But before we get to that, my, my total utter dismissal of this great artist. We can explain the TEDx story. Okay. I was actually attending TEDx for the first time. There were a lot of people at TEDx Birmingham at the Alice Stevens Center, downtown Birmingham on the south side. And during a lunch break, this tall, handsome man came and sat opposite me at the 
lunch table and asked if he could join me, and I said, of course. We had a conversation about what I was doing. I was recently retired, so we asked what I would be doing in retirement, and I said, I'm spending time with my grandson, and he said, well, what else are you going to do? And I told him I was in the process of uh, restoring a theater. I had no knowledge of theater restoration. So he asked me if I would connect with this young lady who happened to be attending TEDx also. And he said, uh, there's a lady here, and she's probably the only lady wearing boots. And so at my next break, I sat in the lobby watching for the only lady wearing boots. And I saw this lady, and she was talking to someone. And I walked over and interrupted her. And I asked, uh, are you Glennie Brock? And she said, yes. And so the rest is history. And the tall, handsome young man who sat opposite me just happened to be Meryl Stewart, who actually restored the Lyric Theater downtown Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so Meryl is the head of Stuart Perry Construction, which has worked on a number of remarkable restoration projects and commercial real estate projects. But they were the construction, or I guess the project manager was their title at the Lyric. I guess in that initial conversation, you said something about, oh, my son, has, Meryl Stewart sent me to talk to you. My son has bought a theater. And again, I want to be so clear at that time, we had a very nice conversation. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Didn't think much about it. And a few weeks later, we start exchanging emails. Mary Holland, I guess Andre was probably on those first emails, and me, and Meryl no, Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. So, you know, about, like, we have this theater in Bessemer. We'd like for you to come look at it. We'd like to come see the lyric. And after a few emails back and forth, we make an arrangement to meet for breakfast. And we finally got it squared away. And I guess the day before, or two days before we were to meet, Meryl Stewart called me and he said, Glennie, he said, yeah, I don't go to the movies, but did you see that movie Moonbeam? And, and I said, Moonlight? And he said, yeah. And then I said, wait, what's this guy's name again? And he said, Andre Holland. And then I, sitting in my car, Googled Andre Holland, and I screamed. I said, oh, my God, it's the guy from The Nick, who I, <laughs> as I have already said, who I just loved. And so it was, sort of, it was sort of a magical meeting. And when we all finally met, Andre told me something that I was very moved by, which was he said that when he was a kid, the barber shop that he went to was right next door to this abandoned theater. And I immediately just thought, that building has been working on that guy his whole life. And I, I really just identified with it because I, after I graduated from college, I worked full time as a journalist. But the first time I went into the Lyric Theater, which was an abandoned wreck in downtown Birmingham, it just really changed everything for me. I mean, there's a longer story I could tell, but the short version is that twice in a terrible economy, I quit my job in order to spend more time in an abandoned theater. That's what happened to me at the Lyric. And so, you know, what I knew about Andre from that first meeting, he had just come off of winning an Academy Award or starring in an Academy Award winning film. And I thought, who has this level of stage and screen success? And you know, he did some nice things. Like, he did some nice things for his family, I assume. He bought himself a Porsche. Mm -hmm. And then he bought an abandoned theater in downtown Bessemer, Alabama. 
So one of the things I said to him that morning when we met, I just said, oh, buddy, you are my favorite kind of fool. Yes, you oh, did. Oh, I love that. Yeah. My favorite kind of fool. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's really, it's I just beautiful. thought it, it's, it, take, it is such a bold, wonderful, possibly idiotic caper to have, I mean, you know, to have, again, to have this level of success and then buy a theater. But I like to joke that what he actually did was acquire a very interesting retirement project for his parents who Absolutely, have yeah. uh, who had previously <laughs> perhaps a lot of love for the arts but maybe zero interest in restoring anything which is why the Hollands have adopted me this is maybe I am yeah. I am one of the Holland projects you let's are say. your yes. project yeah yeah. Oh. yeah and she is and yeah. she's been a, a godsend for us because I had no knowledge of theater restoration and really didn't realize I was interested. And I guess one of the things that I've discovered during this entire process is that I talked to a lot of people about theater restoration and nonprofits and how do you raise funds, how do you do things. And I think a lot of people found it easy to just dismiss me as this little old lady who's running around from meeting to meeting asking about theater restoration but Glennie and Meryl were the only two people who took me seriously and said, okay, little old lady, we'll help you. We'll guide you through the process. And so they've done that. Every time I talk to Glennie, I tell her, I'm having a terrible day. Nobody's listening to me. No one pays me any attention. She said, oh, Mary, this is great. This is great. Every email ends with, this is great. So I finally bought into the fact that this is great. Oh. Yeah, in fact, there's a funny story, too, about how this is great began. <laughs> so, you know, when the Hollands came to visit, after we had breakfast that day, when the Hollands came to visit the Lyric for the first time, it was already finished. You know, they saw the Lyric as this beautiful, elegant place, and, you know, they were dazzled walking around it, as people often are, happily walking around the Lyric. But I remember Andre... And Mary particularly were like, oh, we don't even want to show you the Lincoln because it is so sorry. And I kept saying, you cannot imagine what a wreck the lyric was. I mean, for one thing, it was bigger and older and was just so dilapidated, so deteriorated that it's not easy to shock me. So, you know, when I went, they kept saying like, oh, you just don't know how dirty the Lincoln is. It's just so awful. Like. I said, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I've seen worse. You just have to trust me. So it, when I came to Bessemer for the first time to walk around the Lincoln, every time, you know, they would open a door and all begin fretting and immediately apologize. they like, oh, I'm sorry, we haven't swept this. But every time I went around a corner, I would just go, this is great. And, and you know, we opened the old projection booth and it's got a lot of old film reels and the old projectors. This is great! And I saw the seat, many of the uh, old seats are still there. I said, Look at this, this is great. And after about the fourth time I'd said it, Don, Mary's husband and Andre's father, said, uh, As I watch my retirement account diminish, I'm going to need you to call me about once a week and say, This, this is, is great. great. That shrinking balance, it's great. great. But um, yeah, I think that the Lincoln is, is a remarkable place. And speaking of that, now Mary, you shared with me something about an additional building beyond the theater that is part of the Holland Project. 
There is a second building yeah. that's part of that's the house. That's a project. And, yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, and in fact, maybe it yeah. would be a good time to describe the Holland Project broadly. Good. That's a good would idea. Would you like to do that, <laughs> Well, the Holland Project was originally formed because of Andre's interest in the Lincoln Theater and uh, Bessemer, Alabama. Once Andre purchased the theater, and there's a pharmacist who had a business in Bessemer, the Albano Pharmacy Building. And I'm told that that building is on the first lot sold in Bessemer, and it's the second building that was built in Bessemer. And at one point, we've identified that it was probably a Woolworths building mm -hmm. because it has that beautiful red band that was the Woolworth band signature. And Dr. Albano decided that since Andre was so interested in doing positive things for the community, that he would donate his building to a nonprofit. And he sort of requested that the Hollands established a nonprofit, and he would donate that building so that it could be used for the community. And it's our intention to use it as perhaps an art gallery. It's a two-story building, so we're hoping to put a loft there so that when we have visiting artists, they will have a place to stay as well as to display their artwork. And that's how the Holland Project actually started, was the result of the Albano building being donated. So the organization that I work for, you know, when I'm talking about it, I usually just say, oh, I work for the Alabama Theater or the Lyric Theater because everybody knows what those two places are. But I actually work for a nonprofit called Birmingham Landmarks, which owns and operates the Alabama and the Lyric yeah. Theater. Frequently, I get tangled now. You know, for so many years I said Lyric all the time, and now I'm saying Lincoln, so sometimes I have to think Lyric, Lincoln? Anyway, <laughs> Birmingham Landmark owns and operates the Alabama and the Lyric. So in some ways, once I sort of came into the mix, talking to the Hollands, to all the Hollands, and both just as my friends, but also as the founders of the Holland Project, I suggested the Birmingham Landmarks mission as a possible model for the mission of the Holland Project, in that Birmingham Landmarks mission on paper is to preserve and maintain the historic buildings in downtown Birmingham for the enrichment of the lives of all Alabamians. And we really sort of modeled the Holland Project mission on that, meaning that, you know, the Lincoln in a number of ways is like the first piece, but it's not the only piece. For the citizens of Bessemer yeah, and surrounding yes. area. Yeah, right, right. Really, yes. I think we went, you know, for Bessemer and beyond. Uh, yeah. yes. I mean, really it is. I mean, certainly again, people from beyond enjoy the Lyric in the Alabama Theater. Right. You know, yes. We travel from Montgomery to go there, so it's uh, broad reaching. But it's still a, a beautiful cornerstone in the downtown part of Birmingham, just as this could be a beautiful beginning for yeah. a, a resurgence for for Bessemer. And, and, you know, again, like we talked about, the Lincoln has so many possibilities because not only is it you know, going to be a, a cinema and a performing arts space, but, you know, Andre really has a vision for it as a community space. And we have been really fortunate that our friends at the Sidewalk 
film festival who are yeah. in the midst of creating a cinema of their own have a keen interest in in the Lincoln. So they are they have really been wonderful guides to us as we take this on. I think it's just going to be tremendous. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yes. Yeah, the sidewalk community has actually... That is huge. Oh, it's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And the other part of it that's great for us is that we've got a deadline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of deadlines, I, I, could you give me a little timeline of what, what you foresee, uh, next step for so restoration? So having, how does, having know, just one, a design grant, Yeah. this is actually a really thrilling time. So that award from the Alabama State Council on the Arts is our first formal grant award. There was something previously from the city of Bessemer toward the facade. Mary and I were laughing because when we did the the portion of the application where we had to do the grant history I said man this is going to be pretty short right yeah. and I keep start somewhere right mm-hmm. but I keep saying to her now that list will just get longer and longer I, again sort of uh, working on models that we have seen work so what I believe will happen first is we will concentrate on the facade and we will have created a marquee and sign this is what we did at the Lyric. We put up a marquee and two truly beautiful signs almost two full years before the theater opened. And it really thrilled the community. Right, I can see that. A lot of people who had no idea that the Lyric existed, once the sign was there, you know, they all talked about the Lyric as if they'd been born there. They were like, oh, I remember going. And, <laughs> you know, and I, and I think that, you know, a marquee, a marquee and a sign, it genuinely, it just sends a signal to the community. It is no longer just going to look like an abandoned building. Suddenly being like, oh, that's something. What is this? And I think a lot will unspool from that. So that'll be the first thing. And we have engaged an architect, a woman named Nolanda Hatcher, who is on the board of the Alabama and the Lyric Theater and has on her own developed, redeveloped a theater building for other into other purposes. Wow, that is so thrilling. I'm just imagining the marquee all lit up. So we've been talking today to Glennie Brock and Mary Holland that are talking about the Holland Project and the Lincoln Theater, which is part of that project in downtown Bessemer. And it's just been a delight. Be waiting for the marquee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Alabama Arts is presented by the Alabama State Council on the Arts with technical production by Deb Boykin. Series theme music, The Bounds of Beauty, is composed and performed by Scooter Muse. This week on Alabama Arts, Kay Jacoby talks with Glennie Brock and Mary Holland about the Holland Project. This is an effort begun by Mary's son, the actor Andre Holland. Mm-hmm. And then he bought an abandoned theater in downtown Bessemer, Alabama. One of the things I said to him that morning when we met, 
I just said, oh, buddy, you are my favorite kind of fool. Yes, she oh, did. I love that. Yeah. My favorite kind of fool. That's Wednesday, 9 to 9.30 p.m. Central on Troy Public Radio. Tonight on Alabama Arts, Kat Jacoby talks with Glennie Brock and Mary Holland about the Holland Project, an effort begun by Mary's son, the actor Andre Holland. The project's first step is to restore the old Lincoln Theater in downtown Bessemer. Mm -hmm. And then he bought an abandoned theater in downtown Bessemer, Alabama. So one of the things I said to him that morning when we met, I just said, oh, buddy, you are my favorite kind of fool. Yes, she oh, did. I love that. Yeah. My favorite kind of fool. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's really, it's I just beautiful. thought it, it's, it, take, it is such a bold, wonderful, possibly idiotic caper to have, I mean, you know, to have, again, to have this level of success and then buy a theater. But I like to joke that what he actually did was hire a very interesting retirement project for his parents. Uh, who had previously <laughs> perhaps a lot of love for the arts, but maybe zero interest in restoring anything. But first, the news. <laughs> 